What's going on around the globe right now with electrolysis-derived hydrogen? I'll discuss some promising projects on today's Hydrogen Podcast. So the big questions in the energy industry today are, how is hydrogen the primary driving force behind the evolution of energy? Where is capital being deployed for hydrogen projects globally? And where are the best investment opportunities for early adopters who recognize the importance of hydrogen? I will address the critical issues and give you the information you need to deploy capital. Those are the questions that will unlock the potential of hydrogen, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Paul Rodden, and welcome to the Hydrogen Podcast. To start today's global project overview, I'd like to discuss Genesis Ventures, which is a Chilean venture capital fund looking to cash in on Chile's green hydrogen wave. According to BNAmericas.com, in an interview with Rodrigo Castro, the fund's managing partner, Genesis has established a $120 million fund built with capital from Israel, French, and German investors. The first project that the fund has invested into is Calisea from INDHO. And according to Castro, the Calisea project is estimated to produce a total of 2,364 tons of hydrogen in a year. The configuration of a scalable plant is considered according to the growth of demand with direct jobs for 28 people for maintenance, management, and logistics. The total investment, which is $42.4 million, is divided in two phases. Phase one is a 394-ton-a-year investment of $14.4 million. Phase two is a 1,970 tons per year investment of $28 million. And while those aren't huge numbers, it does indicate real capital moving forward. And for those of you who don't remember your high school geography, Chile is home to the Atacama Desert, also known as the driest place on Earth. And what that means is a lot of sun and a lot of good steady wind. Again, according to Castro, investment in the construction of at least four to five additional plants is planned. In all cases, a very similar configuration has been designed where the green hydrogen supply chain will involve having water, renewable energy, energy storage and compression, transport, and distribution. All of this to say that Chile could be leading South America's hydrogen development for the next 20 plus years. Now from Chile, we move up the coast to California, where the company Southern California Gas, or SoCal Gas, has partnered with a startup, H2U Technologies, to evaluate whether technology developed at Caltech will reduce the cost of green hydrogen production in commercial settings. According to utilitydive.com, H2U is hoping to cut the cost of green hydrogen in half by replacing rare earth metals used in conventional electrolysis with more readily available materials. Now right now, the US Department of Energy says producing green hydrogen by powering electrolysis through renewable energy split into water, into oxygen and hydrogen, costs around five to six dollars per kilogram. And the SoCal gas project will require cutting the cost of green hydrogen to one to three dollars per kilogram. H2U hopes that they can bridge that gap by commercializing electrolysis technology developed by Caltech's Joint Center for Artificial Photosynthesis with funding from the DOE. The article continues stating, conventional electrolysis relies on a catalyst containing both platinum and iridium to begin the chemical reaction that splits water into its atomic components. The HTU electrolyzers, to be piloted by SoCal Gas this year, do not contain either of these rare earth metals, making them substantially cheaper to produce. 
This is according to Nitin Vaish, head of product and strategy at H2U. By coupling the new catalyst technology with improved manufacturing techniques, they hope to reduce the cost of hydrogen to $3 per kilogram in the short term, and has a long-term goal of a dollar or less. It will be interesting to see if SoCal Gas and H2U can make this a commercially viable technology, while making it scalable as well. But if this new technology is scalable, it doesn't just breathe steroidal life into the electrolysis and hydrogen industry, but also in fuel cells, where the technology could also be implemented. Now let's jump across the Pacific Ocean to South Korea. In an article published by Splash247.com, Hyundai Heavy pursues green hydrogen project in Sea of Japan. South Korean shipbuilder Hyundai Heavy Industries has partnered with nine companies, including state-run Korea National Oil Corporation, on a green hydrogen factory project in the Sea of Japan. The deal will see partners aim to set up and operate a 1.2 gigawatt green hydrogen plant powered by a floating offshore wind farm in the Sea of Japan by 2025. A pilot project will be a 100 megawatt demo. In March this year, HHI announced its hydrogen roadmap with a key goal to establish a hydrogen value chain from production to utilization on land and offshore by 2030. Korea Shipbuilding and Offshore Engineering, the holding company of South Korea's top shipbuilder, will play a major part in this strategy by developing hydrogen-fueled ships, transport tankers, and offshore fuel production plants. Keep in mind, South Korea unveiled a hydrogen roadmap in 2019 that outlined a goal of producing 6.2 million hydrogen-fueled cars and rolling out at least 1,200 refueling stations by 2040. And lastly, we move south from South Korea to Australia, where in an interview with SMPGlobal.com, Sasha Thacker, Intercontinental Energy's chief strategy officer, talks ammonia exports on a massive scale from its pioneer project in Western Australia. Intercontinental Energy and its partners in the Asian Renewable Energy Hub plan to build a 26-gigawatt solar and wind project in East Pilbara, Western Australia, to produce hydrogen via electrolysis and convert the hydrogen to ammonia for export. So far, the company has received environmental approval for the first 15 gigawatt phase and expects first production and exports in 2027 to 2028. It is the largest development of its kind anywhere in the world. And what does a project of this scale mean? Well, with these economies of scale, that means hydrogen production costs below $2 per kilogram on a full project basis. According to Thacker, nobody had planning approval for a mega project over 10 gigawatts as far as we've seen. Once you start to have meaningful large-scale production, then we suspect the cost reductions are something in the order of 2% a year. Right now, FID is expected to be in 2025, with around 3 gigawatts of electricity produced to be used locally but the bulk of the feed being fed into electrolyzers to produce hydrogen and ammonia. The first full phase, which would be around a third of the total capacity, should produce around 3 million tons per year of ammonia between 2031 and 32, again according to Thacker. The article concludes with some interesting insights into market development for green hydrogen. The existing global infrastructure for ammonia trade, encompassing around 300 ports, would also help the development of the market, Thacker noted. 
The modular nature of renewables projects means the intercontinental energy will be able to start exports early in the development and ramp them up as demand increases. Thacker thought the green ammonia market would develop along similar lines to LNG, with early supply going to dedicated off-takers. Quote, If you're a buyer, you need security of supply, and if you're a seller, you need security of revenue, without which you can't finance the project, and because of the size and cost of this project, they need low-cost financing, otherwise the economics don't work. Some of those contracts will allow things like redirection of cargoes, and that is how a spot market begins. But that would take time, he said. Thacker thought green ammonia would be priced in dollars per ton, as there was no suitable alternative reference price. He expected early market prices in the low $400 per metric ton quickly falling to the mid-300 per metric ton. Okay, so some very interesting green hydrogen projects from around the world. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in Chile with their hydrogen developments. I'm also looking forward to this new electrolysis development with SoCal Gas. And while it's no surprise that South Korea is really moving the needle in hydrogen development, I look forward to seeing how Hyundai Heavy Industries really settles into the South Korea hydrogen backbone plan. However, when it comes to green hydrogen development, I believe Australia will be the market leader for the next 30 years. All right, that's it for me, everyone. And if you have any questions or comments about today's podcast, please come and visit my website at thehydrogenpodcast.com. Leave a comment or question. I'd really appreciate it. And as always, take care, stay safe. I'll talk to you later. Hey, this is Paul. I hope you liked this podcast. If you did and want to hear more, I'd appreciate it if you would either subscribe to this channel on YouTube or connect with your favorite platform through my website at www.thehydrogenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I very much appreciate it. Have a great day.